You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. You always record early, Kevin, and you know that. That see, now we've got nothing to actually tell the listeners and talk about on episode one thirty-eight of Geekiest Show ever. I mean, we, we, you know what? We did tease them last week about you know something that we were going to talk about this week, but we've both kind of forgotten what that was. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, if you if if you were dying to hear this episode, yeah, you're not going to hear what you were dying to hear about. So well, you can I, you can I, go now and and die because you're not going to no, hear don't, it. Don't say that. <laughs> I I will promise to go back and listen to the end of last week's show and then write those things down on the inside of my kilt. And then that way we'll have them remind or as reminders for next week. Yeah, but I, I don't want the show notes on the inside of your kilt, Kevin, because you'll lift your kilt to show me the show notes. That's the point. That's disturbing. Anyone else disturbed but me? Ah, uh, the imagery. I I... And listeners, you're lucky. You don't get to actually see him on video. No, don't, don't. Oh, God. Listen, you're going to crack my screen. What are you doing to me? Crack screens, that reminds me of something interesting that happened this week. What, you... I won't no. say it, but it was going to be funny, but I won't go there. <laughs> uh, no, it was, I, I, it was yesterday morning, I got up, I was down here working at my desk, and I went over to use the, we have a bathroom downstairs here in the basement of the house. Mm-hmm. And I went over, and I walk in the bathroom, and there's this huge crack about three and a half or four feet long in the mirror. <laughs> In the bathroom, Whoa. and I went, I went. What the heck happened? And I asked my one of my kids. I said, "What's going on here? Did somebody get mad and throw something?" And they said, "No, no, no." I said, uh, "My wife was doing the cleaning the other day, and she was she got to that bathroom and she sprayed window cleaner on the on the mirror, mm-hmm. and it was getting ready to pick up the rag, and all of a sudden you hear this crack." Wow. And the mirror just cracked almost diagonally. And it's like a three foot, three and a half foot by three and a half foot mirror. It's huge. And now there's this crack that runs almost the entire diagonal of the mirror. <laughs> I mean, Incredible. and she said she didn't even touch it. She just sprayed window cleaner on it and cracked. <laughs> that, that, that's some heavy duty window cleaner. And it, it wanted to get in there and clean deep. It got it got in really deep and clean. Oh, I hate to incredible. think what it's doing to the wall behind it. Yeah, I reckon. Hey, do do you believe in the um and and that it brings now seven years of bad luck breaking a mirror? How long have we known each other? Ah, oh, jeez, let's see. <laughs> I did break a at mirror least, just four at least four years. years. Oh, you bugger! You stepped right in that one. <laughs> So, so Kevin's bad luck is me, but it lovely. is counterweighted by your the rest of your lovely family and my knowing them. My God, uh, what do I podcast with this guy? I, I don't know. I just, just there's no love, no love coming across the the interwebs. No, no, I don't need that love. I don't need that love. Well, uh, it is, it's our last show before Valentine's Day, so. Maybe we should show each other a little extra love. Yeah. Not showing you that much love, Kevin. <laughs> not showing you that much love. 
Although I have done my Valentine's Day shopping, and actually, I, I can show you a card that I, I got for Gretel, which is really, really funny. So, Kevin, you read this out for the listeners. Before I met you, I was a lonely weirdo. And on the inside? Now I'm no, no now I'm no longer lonely. Happy Valentine's Day, Kevin. No, happy <laughs> idiot. You fell for it twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the card's awesome because yeah, I'm a weirdo, but I'm no longer lonely. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. So I, I got great with that. I also got a uh, a box of chocolates. Which is, you know, the must-have for Valentine's Day. I don't do the flowers then. I think I've told you before, Kevin, I've got an affinity with giving flowers. I'm giving the gift of death because they die. And I don't believe in giving a gift that dies. Um, it's just me. I, I just don't believe in it. I know I'm alone in, in, in that view. Uh, a lot, too. Oh, they do cost a lot. Yeah, roses are damn expensive. Do you, do you have edible arrangements down there? Yeah, we we do. Um, but again, that still costs a lot of money. Yeah, but you're rich, so. Oh, I wish. There, <laughs> there's no company coming up to us saying, "Hey, you guys do a good show. Can we advertise?" You know, the the whoopee cushion company just didn't come through with their advertising budget. You, but, you listeners are not buying enough whoopee cushions. But you know who could probably really do good for us? For the last time, no. The no button people. You, you know, we, we should contact the no button people and say, that, listen, we're promoting you for free, and we're not going to press that goddamn button anymore unless you pay up. No. There's licensing fees now. No. Yes. No. Yes. N O. God, he pisses me off. <laughs> I love my no uh, button. <laughs> and uh, I also just going back to Valentine's Day. I also bought Gretel a nice ring as well. Uh, it's a, a fourteen karat gold, um, half carat diamond ring. I, I, I believe from memory, uh, and it's. Um, it's got the diamonds on the inside they're in, which is really good because, you know, as you know, with the kids and everything, you go moving your hands everywhere. You got to do this, you got to do that, and you end up knocking off a big rock on top. So I, I got her a nice ring to celebrate our 10th anniversary, which is this year. She's been putting up with me for 10 years. Diamonds is a, a, a 10th anniversary thing. So um, I, I've gone all out this year. I've, I've gone all romantic-like. Yeah, that's a little... Oh, excuse me. Oh. <laughs> well, they're not for sick. you. <laughs> I know that's why I got sick. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to pull out all stops because we're about to celebrate 25 years. Ooh, congratulations! Yeah, actually, she's been putting up with me for almost 27 years. That—that's so. dedication to put up with you that long, and a lot of chloroform. <laughs> you know what Gretel said? She's been saying to everyone, you know, I need long service leave after 10 years. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, 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 you keep joking about it. You were the one who ran after me and, and uh, asked me out. So anyway. I, I don't believe that. <laughs> oh, I believe it. Trust me. I can tell you the stories. It, see, it, 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 it was a suave young fella running a successful business 
going into the post office every day to to send off different articles that need to be sent. And it also helped having a nice, bright, canary yellow sports car. E, a canary? Why would you have a canary yellow sports car? Because it looked cool and fast, and it was a chick magnet. Yeah, but that's the case where the packaging's prettier than the content. Exactly! I had to do <laughs> something! I mean, I... Jeez, if I just go out looking like this, I get no attention. If I go in the sports car, hello, ladies. And then they look inside and go, oh, lordy. Yeah, but see, many women are shallow. They don't care what's on the inside. Thank God Gretel cares because she's still with me. But many women couldn't care less. It's just, oh, I want to be driven around in that car. Yeah. <laughs> I Well, I shouldn't say too much. Back in the, Way back in the day... I drove, uh, if anybody knows anything about cars, they'll remember these, what was called a Buick Regal Turbo. It had a hood scoop on it because it had a turbocharger that sat on top of the engine, had a four-barrel carburetor, and when I'd step on the gas, the turbo gauge would go go this way, and the gas gauge would go this way, and they'd meet together. (laughs) (laughs) Turbo full-power gas gauge at E. (laughs) But I loved that car. It was, you know, a funny thing was, you had the bright yellow. Mine was saffron, kind of a reddish, you know, like the spice. Yep, yep, nice. So so with the, and back in those days, it had the half white vinyl roof. And I had white leather seats or white vinyl seats inside of it. My eight track player. I was hot stuff. Let me tell you, boys. Yep, and that's why we do it. That's why we go and get these cars. And, of course, now we're family men and, and we don't have those cars anymore. That sucks. Although, you know, I have to say I was watching, tele- was it television? I was watching television yesterday and I saw a car I would love to have, the new 2014 Chevrolet Corvette. They're nice. thing has a giant V8 engine doing, turns out, 460 horsepower. I mean, this is... This thing just flat out shits and gets. I mean, it's it's it is nice. It's it's not my ultimate dream car because I I'll never be able to find my dream car. I don't think they're too hard to come across at a reasonable price. What what's your ultimate dream car? Um, only if only car heads would know. I want a 1967 Chevelle SS ragtop 396 with a four barrel. Do you know what I'm talking about? Wouldn't have a clue. You'd have to send right. me a picture. All right, I'll find you a picture. It's a 67 Chevrolet Chevelle. Uh, SS stood for Super Sport, so it was a sport package. 396, that's the size of the engine in cubic inches. And it had a four-barrel carburetor. Ragtop means it's a convertible. So th- nice. that, was, that was my dream car. I love that car. It's the most beautiful body style i've ever seen on any car in my entire life and i just love that car but to get one in decent shape i think they're going in the mid to upper 30s and then i gotta have some place to keep it inside and i don't really have a good place to do it to protect it yeah yeah it's a a costly expense uh classic cars lovely hobby though if you're into that but very very costly very time consuming and uh yeah, you'd have to take out another mortgage on the house. Well, you know, fortunately, I can live slightly vicariously through my father-in-law. He has 
three classic automobiles. Wow. He has a 57 four-door Chevy sedan that's nice, and he rides around in that fairly regularly. He and my mother-in-law, they go on trips in that car. You just, you just go wait till he dies, and hopefully it'll come down to you. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> so, then he has a 48 Chevrolet pickup. And then his his pride pride and joy is his nineteen thirty four Model A car, wow, two door, yeah, that car is cool, very nice. Yeah, he's he he loves his classic cars, and that's something he's always enjoyed. And he's and he's had that Model A for mm, almost as long as I've known him, so that's probably been almost thirty years. Mm-hmm. So it's been a lifelong yeah. passion, by the sounds of it. Oh yeah, he he's always well. He's always been a a, a gearhead, carhead, whatever you want to call it. Uh, his whole life, he's you know never had classic cars, but he always had you know growing up he had cool cars, mm-hmm. and then when he finally had the means to be able to purchase classic cars. He started out with that Model A, and he's just kept it, and he's won a lot of prizes with it in uh, local and uh, some of the state shows around here. Very cool. So it's a it's a cool old car. It just sounds neat too when it runs. You know, that little old four-cylinder that was in the Fords and stuff like that. It sounds really cool. So, yep, I like classic cars. I go to classic car shows all the time. Yeah, we go to one once a year, or maybe twice a year. There's a couple around here that we go to as well. Um, I actually like classic trucks more so than I do cars. I, you know, the cars are nice, but I don't know what it is. If I look at a big truck, I'm like, wow, that's that's just cool. The The sort of... Classic flatbed, uh, wooden bed um, trucks that you know they used back in the the forties and fifties and so forth. I just really like the design of them. Um, and Gretel knows a, a few people who sort of run one of the classic car clubs, and they've taken the kids around uh, for drives and and so forth at different times. And it's just a really good experience. Just really classic vehicles. And uh, just very cool. And, and old tractors as well. They even take the old tractors out for a run. It's like, wow, they actually still work. And and they rebuild them too. Old yeah. rusted out tractors that just, you know, need some TLC. And uh, they put them not into use, but into, you know, a showcase and, and to actually show them off. Well, they have um, my father-in-law's pickup. The 48 Chevrolet has a wooden bed in it. You know, the floor, it's not an yep. all metal bed like my truck. Um but I love the old trucks. The car club that he's a member of, the Shenandoah Valley Regional Antique Collector, I can't remember the exact name of it. Um, they have a few members that have some old, there's one of them that has an old hook and ladder fire truck. Oh, nice. The car shows. Um, it's a dark green color, really odd color for a fire truck, mm-hmm. but it's a dark green. Um, and it's not a big hook and ladder like you see nowadays. It's, it's probably not even as big as a modern 18, it's only about three quarters the length of a modern American 18 wheeler or articulate lorry, mm-hmm. as you might say. Um, they, uh, but he has that. There's others that have older trucks and, uh, but there's also an antique car uh, tractor show and an antique tractor club that meets in the air here in the area where I live. And they have the old tractors that they take into the parades and everything. I have a friend whose dad's into old tractors and, uh, her dad loves the old tractors and fools around with those. And, I might have to go to the antique tractor show. It'll be in, I think it's in June, I think is when it is. And they this one little town about 30 miles from me, they closed down the whole town for the weekend. They have the tractor cool. parade and 
you know, like a little country fair and stuff like that. And I like the old steam tractors too. They have some of those that they run too, the steam powered ones. Very those cool. are really cool to see. So, but yeah, I could get into it. And just so the listeners don't think, no, I'm not quite as old as some of the tractors are. I only bought a few years. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's what can I say? It's, yeah, you know, you can flip me the bird, but you know. <laughs> uh, speaking of, of old and, and so forth, Kevin, do you ever feel that time is going too fast? Constantly. So do I. It sucks. Like, honestly, we're, we're coming into the 10th of February, which is almost the middle of February. And I'm like, what happened to Christmas? It was there and all of January is gone. Some February is gone. And I don't know where the hell the time's gone. It's... I know that we're so busy in these modern lives and so forth, but I want to speak about it today because it's starting to bother me because logically and scientifically, time is not speeding up. But practically, time feels like it's speeding up. Are we we sort of doing too many things that's then causing us to lose track of time or... I mean, what makes time go fast, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. Is it a factor of we we waste time by doing menial tasks or we don't spend enough time enjoying ourselves and just relaxing anymore? What is it that makes the time go by so quickly? Because honestly, it worries me when I can say, hey, it's February, and I still feel like it's just the back end of Christmas time. Well, except for you feeling your back end, I think there's... there's well, the come prop- on, it's nice and cushy. I'm not going to say anything. Talk about the pictures I put in the listeners' minds. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you complained about my fuzzy ball. Anyway, the... <laughs> you were playing with your fuzzy ball. Well, you know, but you're playing with your dangling. back end. But you're playing with your back end. Yeah, what can I say? I'm an ass, man. <laughs> Yeah, not going to touch that one with a 10-foot pole. Um, <laughs> what about an 11-foot one? No, no, no. Not even with a 100-foot flagpole, my friend. <laughs> nope, nope. Not my job. Not going to do it. Uh-uh, no way. Not the kid. Um, but I think, you know, it's a, it's a classic combination of a lot of things. One, you know, we are doing a lot of stuff. We do spend a lot of time maybe doing menial or less than life enriching types of tasks. And I think it's very true. I mean, when we were kids and again, so the listeners know I've got about, I'm about 15 years older than Mark is. So just so the listeners understand that, but I, you know, they told us when we were kids and they said, Oh, you know, you're going to don't, you know, don't wish your life away. Cause mm-hmm. you wanted to grow up to be 16. You want to grow up to be 18. And I, you know, I never really felt life, picking up speed much until I got into my early thirties. That's where I'm at. And then, and then when I got my, then when my kids came along, man, it really seemed to accelerate like a bat out of hell, man. It's just going really fast. And I sit here and think, you know, I'll say something about the eighties. My kids go, wow, way back then. I went, it's It's not not way back then. Yeah. Look, I even look at the eighties and nineties and it's like, that's not that long ago for me, yet, it, 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 you know, in the way it's perceived, it is. Well, it, I, I, my kids were talking, they're studying in school, they're studying uh, 
segregation, which was a terrible thing that happened in this country. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what I'm talking yes. about, right? Um, and when I started, and, and this is this is one of the bad things about the state of Virginia. When I started school in the 60s, it was only the third year, I think, or maybe the fourth. I think it was only the third year since Virginia schools had been desegregated. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, yeah, it was. I think it was four years after Virginia school. So, I mean, even though it, 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 nothing seemed any different to me, and I didn't really remember segregation as being that big of a thing, just because I lived in a small town, and it in small towns, it didn't really exist. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody was everybody. There wasn't any segregation in a, you know, in a town of four hundred people. It was kind of hard to segregate anybody. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a small town, and it's rural farming communities. Everybody helped everybody. But you know, I go back and I tell my kids that, and they go, "Wow, really?" I'm going, "Yeah," but I don't really remember it. <laughs> you know, it was. It wasn't something I, I really remember, but you know, you think about and how long ago that's been now, and and now that we celebrate all the wonderful work that Martin Luther King did in this country mm -hmm. to help advance uh, the the country and help bring about equal rights as they should be, maybe not to where they need to be, but you know, it's it's really weird when you start to think about how time has changed, and you know, start thinking about disco and all that sort of thing, and. Um, when I watched some of my old shows, I was talking to my sister the other day, I was watching one of my favorite old shows I've mentioned on the television or on the show before. I was watching the old television show Emergency, mm -hmm. which was actually on, I guess, in the late 60s, early 70s uh, here in the United States. And she said, really? You're watching that crap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, my sister's older than I am. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it is strange. But time does accelerate, I guess, the long way to say that. You know, I'm, uh, I'll be 52 later this year, and so it's you start to think about how quickly time is passing. I mean, I now have an I now carry an, an Association of American Retired Persons membership card with me. Congratulations! So, it's good for 10 percent off most everything. Anyway, <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving that's perfect. That's right. So you know, it's just one of those things. So yeah, it does. You know, it's menial stuff. There are, I have to admit that there are days when I sit and I kind of vegetate just because I'm so out of it. And I've been with the family, but I really haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh, man, I let another day get away. Yeah, and it I've just been bugs there. It bugs me. It mm. really does. But I don't know what to do. You know, It's already gone. It's not like I have a TARDIS that I can slide back in time and fix it. You know, And then, then you always wonder about what are the ripples. I always think about the butterfly effect on things. Mm -hmm. If I went back and changed this a little bit, I don't have any real regrets in my life, but I always wonder about, I wouldn't want to change anything, but I always have this picture of, okay, I don't want to change the rest of my life, but if I'd done this different, what would the next couple hours of my life have been like after I did that? I don't want to change anything else and I don't want to change my life, but I would always be curious to see because most of the things I think about like that, the events based on my decision unfolded within just an hour or two after it that I really care about. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious. I don't want to change it. I'm happy with all the decisions. But you always wonder, hmm, wonder what would have happened differently, well, you know, at least for a couple hours. Would I have thrown up on that person? Maybe not. I don't know. There's an interesting picture. <laughs> You know, you make decisions, you puke on people, you move on.
You puke on people. I I don't know where to take this conversation now, Kevin. <laughs> but I'll I tell you where we do have to take it because the stupid Skype connection is dropping out again. So I got to take it to Hannah up and then call you back. So give me a sec and we'll reconnect. Ah, oh, damn Skype. I don't know why it plays up on us. When we, well, you know, it, it it's worked perfect for me. You've been crystal clear. Your video is almost as if you're sitting here with me, which is really the scariest thing in the world. Oh. And, it, I, I, look, I know it is scary. Ah, oh, that's scary too, Kevin. No, I, I don't know what it is, but it, it's from my end every week, and it just drops out after like 25 minutes, half an hour. No, don't go uh, don't go revealing yourself, Kevin. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez, you've lost me trying to thought now. Anyway, stupid. Did, did you hear how I had a problem with NAMP last week? My MacBook Air just went to sleep, and then the whole show went kaput? No, because I'm probably... You're not up to that you put yet. Out, you... You've put two episodes out since you restarted? Two or, or three, one. something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think a I'm... A couple I'm, of episodes. I'm a couple of weeks behind on you, I think. Well, let, let me explain to you just quickly, and then we'll get back to the topic we were discussing. So, I had recorded uh, with uh, Ronnie, um, David Duvall, and, uh, and, and Tom Schmidt. Um, no, not Tom Schmidt, Tom... Oh, jeez, Tom, forgive me. I've forgotten Tom's surname. Oh, jeez, what am I doing? Tom, 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 Tom. Really? Pardon, you pardon my Mac. Please help me, Kevin. I'm I'm embarrassing myself here. What? I don't know who you're talking about. You're just saying Tom, 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 Tom. No, Tom, Tom's a GPS no, no, device. No, not a, not a Tom, Tom. Let me go to my website and I'll, and I'll tell you. Oh, my God, I'm hopeless. Absolutely. No, Tom Schmidt. I don't. You know, I, I don't think right. it's time. I don't think it's time that's accelerating on you, my old friend. I think it's your brain running out your damn ear. <laughs> I reckon. Uh, anyway, so we got about fifty minutes into the recording. Jeez, this has taken much longer to explain than I thought it would. And then my computer decides to go to sleep automatically, which it has never done before. It just went doo boom. And it totally destroyed the whole recorded file. And so, it was the only time I had never asked anyone to do a backup until the guys could have done a backup and we lost everything. So I had to do a, a quick 10 minute recording by myself to talk about it. So, so, well, so, so basically your MacBook Air did the same thing Gaz does, right? Yeah, it fell asleep on me. It must have been boring. I was having a rant and, and having a bit of fun, and then it just fell asleep. And I don't know, maybe Gaz sent it a message and told her, oh, that's enough. Turn him off. Kevin, 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 wake up! <laughs> oh, boy, time isn't going that fast. You know, getting back to the time issue, I, I must admit that you, you sort of hit something key um, there with this topic, and that's when the kids came along it just tended to go really fast. And I think that's what I'm seeing now with the kids. You know, my daughter is in uh, year two this year. So third year of school uh, under the Australian system, because they have kindergarten as, as equivalent to first and they have first year and then they have um, second grade, which is the third year. And it honestly does not feel like it's the third time at the beginning of the year, I've taken her up to that school and, and we've started a fresh new year and it just, where did it go? But you, you've got this to do and that to do and something else to do. And, and because you run so regimented, especially during the week, Monday to Friday, it's like 
Get up at a certain time, get them ready, get them out, get them to school. Come back, do work, do assignments, have lunch, speak to Kevin. Uh, so you're, 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 you're part of my regiment. Go, go, <laughs> go and pick them up, bring them home, do their homework, give them a snack to eat, entertain them, make dinner, clean up after dinner, get them to bed, and then finally some time for Gretel and myself. The day is gone. Yeah. And I, I know that feeling all too well, especially, uh, you know, the fact that I commute two hours each day. That just adds to it. Yeah. So I'm up and gone before the kids. Actually, my oldest is up usually by the time I leave now because of when she has to meet the bus. Um, but most of the time, I'm up and gone. None of the kids see me in the morning. And then when I get home, you know, they've been home a few hours by the mm-hmm. time, two or three hours, usually by the time I get home. So, you know, then it's dinner and clean, helping clean up after dinner. And then I have to iron my shirt and I have to iron my pants for the next day and get my tie out and, you know, get everything laid out to put on the next morning. So, you know, it's, it, it's just, a, and then they're going to bed and then I'm talking to Gretel and then I might talk to you and, you know. Yeah, I'm always secondary. Gretel's a lot prettier than you are, dude. Sorry. Well, you know, hey, I can't help that. I never said I was pretty. Yeah, you got to figure out what's going for you then. (laughs) You got rid of the car, so I'm not sure what you got left going for you. I could show you, but I wouldn't want to poke your eye out. There you go. Ah, that's an image that the listeners want. Well, the the only way that would happen is if I oversized my 27-inch screen. Uh, you lost me. The- you lost me. Yeah, if magnified. Oversized. Magnified. Oh, magnified it. Ah, oh, ha, 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 ha. Very funny. Very, very, very funny. Oh, what the hell is that? Oh, magnifying glass. Um, Kevin, you look warped. Oh, my God. Kevin looks funny. Actually, hold on. Hold it there. I'm taking a screenshot. This is going in the show notes. Here we go. Screenshot. No, no. Come on. Make yourself look wacky like you did before. Not that wacky. Whoa, whoa, stop, stop. No, yuck. No, 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 not that. No, no. Put your whole head in the frame, Kevin. Kevin. There we go. Got him. It looks absolutely crazy. But anyway, that's going to be the, the, the picture for the show notes. Do we do a show or are we just comic geniuses? I mean, we're, we're just brilliant, aren't we? I mean, we're, we're, we're just so damn brilliant. We amaze ourselves sometimes. We do. And, uh. On that note, Kevin, I'm, I'm amazed at a couple of things that have happened to me this week. One's rather embarrassing. Very embarrassing. Do, do you want something? Actually, there's two things. Three. Okay, there's three issues. I'm going to totally gross you out on one. Uh, you're going to criticize me on another. And then I'm, I'm going to talk about my RSI issue. I know that you use your computer as much as I do. But when you use a laptop, do you ever get RSI like really bad? Because it, especially if you put it on your knee and you're working on the knee and you're sort of holding it so that it doesn't fall backwards down on the floor. So you're holding it and then you're moving your hand. I've got such pain in my wrist at the moment. Honestly, it's it's hurting me just to hold it there and not even to move it. I, I do have a, a strap that I put around when I get this. Uh, but it's in absolute agony. Um and and yeah. all, all I can, you know what? I have more of it using a laptop 
than when I was using my desktop. I don't know if you've ever come across that, but because it's so compressed in, in such a small area, it hurts a lot more than the mouse and keyboard. No, well, I'll have to admit, I never use my laptop as a on-my-lap computer. I never have done that, and I'll, I'll give a little background to that too. If I'm using my laptop, I always set it on something, a table, a desk, another chair. I have sat there, you know, in one chair and used the seat of another chair as a work surface. I The whole laptop thing, even people I know that sit in bed, because I have some coworkers, got to have a backlit keyboard so I can sit in bed and work at night. And I'm going, I can't even read in bed at night. How the hell do you do that on a computer at night? And you've talked about laying there in bed at night, tapping away an article and tapping it out yeah. on your phone. Now, I might text message or something like that or, you know, do a quick email that way. But I can't. I cannot do that. I do not do it. And the other funny thing on top of that, as I said, I don't read in bed. If I'm going to read the newspaper or read a book, I will go sit at a table and sit down and lay the book on the table and sit there and read. I don't even read usually sitting in an easy chair. Hmm, I will. It, there's something in my brain that I'm not... I can't do it, but you know, and I carry my laptop with me constantly. I'm very mobile at work. I have a ultra book. Thank, thank God now. So you know, it fits inside my portfolio and stuff. I carry to take paper notes when I take them. Um, although I've gotten away from taking paper notes, I'm using Microsoft's OneNote more and more because actually a freaking awesome app, even though it is only runs under windows. Um, but it, uh, I, yeah, I you know I don't do that. I set it on the table, or I, I've even stood up at uh, at a counter or something and had I my laptop. I don't know out. how people stand and work. I look maybe to shoot out an email or something, but people at standing desks, there's something wrong with your circuitry to stand and work. I, I just don't get that. Well, now we've got um, we've got several people at work that have their cubicles set up so that they can stand or sit. They'll have like part of the work surface elevated and the other part sitting height. So they'll switch between the two. That's crazy. And it is better for you to stand something better than sitting on your, your, your keister all day long and then feeling it up and then wondering why it's so lumpy. So, you know, it's, I suppose you know, there's it, a point. I mean, I don't stand when I say I stand and work, I only do it for short periods of time, two or three emails or something like that. I'm not going to stand there and type out a whole how-to document or, you know, do an entire spreadsheet on a cost justification analysis on something while I'm standing at a table. But, I mean, it's nice that I can be mobile and work around, but I do not use my laptop. But I do know what you're talking about with RSI. I know a lot of people that have it. And my biggest challenge is not the, the condensed keyboard. It's the way I hold my hands on the surface I'm working on. And the pressure points it'll put along my arm here. Mm-hmm. And I actually screwed up. I couldn't figure out what was wrong with my. I thought I had RSI a while back. And I have one of those wrist brace that hold your hand and all that. And it turned out the way I had my keyboard on my desk here at home and the way the edge of my desk was, that was what was doing it. So I moved my keyboard down to the keyboard tray and started using it down there. And within a week, all gone. Hmm. Interesting. So that was, you know, just making my workstation more ergonomic, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. 
But yeah, RSI can be quite painful. I mean, I know a lot of people that suffer with it. I have two friends that suffer with it a lot. Um, and I, I feel for them, but you know, it, it is bad. Yeah. It's, it's certainly not nice. And, uh, I do notice it more when I use it as a laptop, whereas if, if I sit at a desk or the dining room table, something like that, no problem. But it's when you want to be using it as the intended laptop name suggests that that, that happens. Now, the, the second thing that we're going to talk about today, because this is going to be a Mark bashing episode, because Kevin, Kevin's got a ban on, on Mark for something. And then I, I got something else that is truly, truly embarrassing that I'm going to tell you, Kevin, tell the listeners about. And uh, you guys it are going to... You already know what it is. There's, there's might, two yeah. things. There's two things. And one you might not know about. One Gretel may not have told you about. One involves the bedroom. Did you hear that one? I got pictures about that one. No, you, you haven't heard about that one that I'm going to bring up about the bedroom. It's an embarrassing thing, really embarrassing thing. Uh, but we'll leave that after this other embarrassing thing that Kevin's going to talk about. Now, he, he, he's glowing in the glee of being able to get one up on Mark and, and make Mark lose some geek cred. But you know what? It's not going to work because I've got a reciprocation to give. So, Kevin, go ahead. Bask in the glory of the information you got illicitly from my house. I didn't get it illicitly from your house. Your wife sent it to me directly. But that was without my permission, hence illicit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she doesn't have to wait for your permission on anything, so... No, unfortunately, no. <laughs> now, I, I get this text message telling me that I should be very proud of the lovely Gretel. And that was the fact that we had... I, we had gotten a printer, and the printer would not work correctly. Couldn't get a bloody and, thing to turn on. And and Mark, Mr. Mark, being the IT geek, nerd, nirvana, S experente, greatest thing on the world down under, maybe. Oh, man, you're praising me so well. Thank you, Kevin. Couldn't get the damn printer to work. His wife who freely admits that she is not technologically inclined whatsoever. Mark spent a great deal of time working on the printer. Couldn't get it to work. Gretel spends 10 minutes, and the thing works perfectly. It starts spitting out paper, printouts, embarrassing photos of Mark, and everything else. It just worked perfectly. So we have to give Gretel plus 2,633,891 geek points and subtract that to a factor of four from Mr. Greentree. Yay. Now, Kevin, you know what she did? She pushed the power cable in harder into the back of the machine. Now, you know as well as I do that you don't push a power cable in too hard to the back of a machine. You push it in firmly, because if you push it in too hard, you can damage the power unit. You can literally pop it continuously through. So when I pushed it in, I thought it was in far enough. Anyway, it proves it wasn't in far enough, and it wasn't <laughs> supplying the electricity. So she goes behind there, gets her big muscles, and goes and, and, yank, uh, and, and pushes it right in, and then it starts spitting out paper. Now, that's all well and good. She, she's been basking in her glory. Wait, it's interesting to me that your wife 
had to tell you how far to push it in. All I'll say, nothing more. Go on. <laughs> well said. <laughs> I like that one. I'll, g- I'll give you that. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, anyway, the, the situation with the printer... You know what, Kevin, don't go putting your finger in your hand. It's disturbing on multiple levels. Um, You know what, I I tried to use it this morning because I need to get some prints done. Damn fucking thing wouldn't turn on again. And yet, I don't know, it won't won't work, so I've got to get Criddle onto it again this afternoon. So (laughs) fix the damn bloody thing. Honestly, it's, it's really weird because when you turn it on, it goes into sleep mode. And then it doesn't turn off. If you want to turn it off, you can have it turn off after two hours. But you can't just press the power button and have it turn off. It doesn't work that way. And it's really... That shits me, because I like turning stuff off when it's not in use, not just have it on sleep. It's designed really for, I guess, like an office or whatever, to be able to print on demand. So in sleep mode, it'll wake up from sleep and it'll print perfectly, no worries. Uh, Anyway, so after I used it yesterday... Uh, you know, it went to, it, it turned itself off after the two hours of, of no use. You could have it just stay in sleep mode or have it after 12 hours, turn off, whatever you wanted. Uh, but you can't turn it off by just turn the, the, pressing the power button on the machine. Anyway, I go to print this morning and press the power button, nothing. Press and hold, nothing. I, I even checked the electricity cable and pushed it in harder. Still nothing. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is wrong with that then. But I, I swear, it, it, it just doesn't like me or something. I, I would say that it thinks you're doing it wrong. Yeah, but that could be said about so many things. I know. What kind of printer is it? It's a HP PhotoSmart 5570, something like that. Um, See, I, I've moved completely away from HP printers. The last one I had just... It was pretty good at first, but it got to be such a disappointment. I switched back over to Epson printers. I like my mm-hmm. Epson printers. Um, yeah, I've always had HP, and the last HP we had lasted 10 years. So you kind of go with a, a brand like that when you've had good success. Um, well, now, when, when I had the, the, the like three HPs back that was just a basic inkjet printer, and I, I you know, that thing was rock solid. Hmm. To the day I got rid of it, it still worked. The only reason I couldn't use it anymore is because I didn't have a computer with a parallel port on it. Oh, yeah. And I didn't feel like I, and the adapter thing I had to adapt it over and all that, you know, went to crap. So I had to get rid of it, but that printer still worked. The two I had after that, that were the multifunction devices. Cause it's really about all you can buy piece. Oh shit. Extraordinaire. Done with them. Will not buy HP. Went back to Epson. And knock on wood, the uh, man. That's hard. Uh, it's like you got a yeah, metal plate in your head. You like it, cousin Eddie? No, this is a this is government wood. <laughs> they couldn't afford. It. Um, no, the the HP, and I have it on my network. That was another reason. It was a good time to get a networkable printer. Yeah, uh, and I have it hardwired to my network so that you know I can print from any computer here in the house. I can print from any of my iOS devices, even though it's not an Air printer. 
boom, right to the printer and away it goes. Yeah, well, see, this one does the same thing. It's got wireless built in. It's um, It does double-sided printing, which I really need. Um, but it, it's just, yeah, it's, I, look, I have to tell you how it goes on next week's show to let you know whether or not Gretel could fix it. But to me, it, it seems like it's got a jammy power button that doesn't really work properly. And uh, I don't like I, I don't like the way it powers down. I really detest that. But jam's what I put on my toast. You know what I'm talking about, Kevin. Jam's what I put on my toast. Uh-huh. Or preserves. Preserves is jam. Jam is preserves. Oh my god. We're not going back to the jello topic, are we? Yes. Yes, we are. Maybe uh, you've got jello in your printer. You know what? I got jello in my brain. It's what happens when I talk to you once a week. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Kevin, do you want to hear the even more embarrassing story that happened this week? Oh, what the hell. Our listeners are going to be entertained. <laughs> oh, yes, I will. Oh, boy. This, this, is, uh, this offense has only happened once before in my adult life about two years ago. Now, <laughs> Did this involve a blue pill that we need to take or anything? <laughs> If it keeps happening, it might involve me taking some pills, i got to tell you. Uh, anyway, Saturday uh, Saturday night, uh, I... I starting out good. <laughs> I, get, I get woken up at like 3 a.m. in the morning. And uh, I swore, I swear, I swear, I was in the bathroom, at the toilet, going and having a whiz. And the toilet and the bathroom ended up being the bed. Oh my god! <laughs> I know. And I, I, uh, I wet the bed. Oh, dear Lord! <laughs> you know I'm telling you this now, so the griddle doesn't tell you this later. <laughs> oh my god! You pissed the bed. Yep. <laughs> Second time I did it once uh, once before about two years ago, and um. You might want to have your plumbing check there. <laughs> I was just in this deep sleep, and uh, I, I swear I thought I was at the toilet. And no, I was not at the toilet, so I had to get up, get griddle up, and change everything. And, oh, boy, talk about embarrassment. I mean, that's the thing that every guy doesn't want to do. It's the one thing that, that I've always said I'd prefer to be dead than not be able to get to the toilet on time. Unfortunately, I thought I'd have another 50 years before that kicked in. <laughs> and it's happening early, man. Um, but, it, you know, serious topic, all laughter aside, it, it does concern you when something like that happens. And I'm sure it does happen to a lot of people. There's a lot of incontinence out there and, and for multi- multiple reasons. Um, it's not that I, I've got problems during the day or anything like that. And it's only happened twice a couple of years apart. What I put it down to, though, and I, I did a little bit of, you know, Google research, if you can call that research, into why men in their 30s would pee the bed. And it was a mixture of, okay, well, you've drunk too much, so you're pissed, so you just, you, you're out to it, and, and your body just takes the natural course, in, in which can happen. But I wasn't under the influence of alcohol. But I had the, that night, um, because it was a very hot, steamy night, so I actually had a, a couple of ice-cold uh, glasses of, of Pepsi, and a, 
I, I had a, a final one before I went to bed of just the sparkling mineral water. So basically, it's water with with bubbles in it, kind of thing. And, yeah. I, and I was doing some research about the fizzy water drinks and 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 the sodas and and stuff like that. And apparently, what it does is that the body's got a, a mechanism in it that because it, it's bubbling away, it expands the bladder, and to prevent the bladder from bursting. It makes you want to run to the toilet, hence why when you drink some soft drinks or when you drink too much alcohol, as it would be, uh, most people anyway tend to need to go and and, and urinate frequently uh, after they've, they've done this. And it, it, it's a self-preserving thing. So obviously I've drunk all of this before, you know, it's been hot, then I've gone to sleep, been in a real deep sleep, and the body's just going, oh, screw this, we've got to get rid of it, forget waking the fella up. And whoo, yeah. Oh Lord, you poor bastard. I know. It, it look, it's embarrassing, but you know what? It'll happen to the best of us. And if you can't laugh at yourself, then what's the point in living? Seriously, I, I tell it for for I, I tell the story so that everyone can have a laugh on me. Well, you know, it just gives us an additional reason to have a laugh on you. That's okay. You know, as long as people are laughing at me, they're not hating at me. You know, that, that's that's all good. Don't be hating on me, man. Don't be hating on me. That's right. So, you know, you laugh at me. Yeah, laugh with me is even better, you know. And I, I, I think I'm, it's bloody funny. After I got, after I got over the, uh, the pure embarrassment and the shock and, and apologizing profusely to Gretel... Um, you know, I thought it was rather hilarious. And, and Gretel actually pissed herself laughing anyway. So, you know, it's not literally, mind you, but she was laughing like there's no tomorrow. She thought it was hilarious. Oh, I did. I have to say, um, it's probably well, it's been a long time ago. This would have been sometime in the early 80s, I guess. Uh, was uh, with a friend and uh, there were a couple of girls with us. We were just, we were playing around, just goofing around. And this one girl, we started tickling her, and she said, and her friend said, "Stop tickling her!" And we kept tickling her, and we tickled this poor girl to the point she started laughing so hard. She did. She peed herself <laughs> laughing so hard. Bless her heart. She was embarrassed, and you know, we all said, "Hey, you know, it's okay." And you know, we didn't freak out about it. Yeah. And uh, but she got so she said, "Yes, yeah, you get me laughing too hard, that'll happen." We were always careful about telling jokes. We always tried to, you know, not tell really funny jokes. Oh, damn. Oh, that's funny. It was. Poor thing. She was mortified by it. We never even brought it up. Matter of fact, I hadn't thought of it in years since that happened. But, uh, well, say I, 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 I bring an interesting topic up to the platform today. You know, people pissing their duds and pissing the bed and, oh, jeez. Well, my kids still love the story I tell about when I was a teenager. This this isn't terribly embarrassing, but I had a friend of mine bet me that I couldn't drink without stopping an entire two-liter bottle of soda. Whoa. You know, drink, it, drink it straight down without stopping. And I knew I could. So I just turned it up and I started drinking. I was drinking. And he suddenly realized, I think he bet me like $5 or maybe $10. And, and he suddenly realized... I was going to make it that I was going to be able to get that whole bottle down without stopping. Now I'm not talking chugging. I'm just talking drinking, you know, and he started trying to make me laugh because he didn't want me to be able to finish. Well, he finally got me to laugh so hard that I spit soda out my mouth, out my nose and squeezed the bottle of the remaining soda all 
over him. <laughs> Every shot all over this poor bastard. But he saved us five or ten dollars, I guess. I, you know. <laughs> oh my god. Is is that the, the throwing up on someone story? No, that's not the throwing up on someone story. <laughs> okay, so see, I do something like wet in the bed and you just have a tendency to throw up on people. Well, and let's just say I had a little bit of some happy beverages. And, and people were messing around with me, you know, trying to make me freak out and stuff like that. And they were spinning me around and stuff like that, you know, and eventually got to me and I just <laughs> broadcast sprayed it all the way across two people. <laughs> oh, jeez. That, that's, that's, that's like my worst nightmare. I, I couldn't tolerate that. I'd, I'd probably go insane and wouldn't jump off a cliff if that happened to me. Uh, oh, you, I, there was a friend of mine had something even worse. Well, it didn't happen to him. His brother, they were out, you know, back, this is years ago. We used to go cruising around the local town. Well, his brother wasn't feeling good and had been drinking on top of that. So he said, oh, no, you got to pull over. I got to get sick. I got to get sick. So he pulled over. And the guy ran to go in the bathroom of this little restaurant called Gino's. It was like a KFC chicken place, but it was, mm-hmm. was, wasn't KFC chicken. And he ran in, burst the door open to the restroom so he could vomit, except there was somebody sitting on the toilet. And he just ralphed right on the guy sitting on the toilet. Oh, gross. The guy had forgot to lock the door when he went in to use the can. And he just ralphed all over him. And my friend's brother went, uh, sorry, close the door left. Holy shit. So here's this poor bastard sitting there going to the bathroom and he just gets ralphed all over. I mean, seriously, what? How, how could you clean that up? I mean... How do you walk back out into a restaurant after somebody's roused all over oh, you? Oh, man. I mean, you're sitting there on the crapper and you just get roused on. That's that's pure insanity. Yeah. Uh, my friend said, he wow. said, we laughed and asked about that for years. They just left. They beelined right out of the parking lot as quickly as they could. <laughs> yeah, you would want to, wouldn't you? Jeez. Oh, yeah. Just the thought. Oh. Now, oh. Heard about bodily functions for the last 10 minutes. Why don't we move on to something a little more interesting? Hmm. Well, you did get inspired by something this week. Yes, I did. I want to thank our friends over at the Sci-Fi Tech Talk, which if if none of our listeners are listening to that show, go have a listen. I'm I'm a couple weeks behind on that show as well. I just listened to the episode... Uh, where they were discussing close encounters of the third kind. That that that's the encounter I have with you every week, Kevin. Yeah, but you should keep your hand out of my third. Anyway, well, but you <laughs> we'll said it tickles. Yeah, but not in a good way. Anyway, the <laughs> <laughs> you and the doctor. Anyway, so after listening to them talk about you know multiple multiple uh, of these things, and re- they've had recent episodes on. H.G. Uh, Wells' War of the Worlds, uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and different things like that. I got inspired. I've been getting a lot of the old original versions of these books and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I just started on H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds, the original 18, was there 1894, I think, or something like that when it was written towards the end of the 19th century coming into the 20th century. And I'm thoroughly enjoying it. 
And of course, I enjoy it even more because I'm doing it on my Kindle. I love reading on my Kindle, the one I got such a good deal on back uh, mm-hmm. before Christmas that we talked about. But I really think if people haven't read some of these classics, whether it's sci-fi, whether it's you know any other type of literature that you may enjoy, I mean, you know, romance novels, you know, Moby Dick, yeah, I don't care what it is. Sherlock Holmes, the original Sherlock Holmes novels and stuff like that. I really encourage people because a lot of that stuff's available for free. Yes, yeah, uh, I mine material now. Yeah, War of the Worlds was, I think, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea I had to pony up 99 cents for. Ooh, going to break the bank there. Um, but, you know, I would really encourage listeners, and I'm doing it with the science fiction because I actually want to go back and read Isaac Eisenhower's Foundation Trilogy. I haven't read that for eons. I haven't gonna, read it at all. So uh... I got, I read it, but it was probably thirty-five, maybe forty years ago that I read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go back and read it again. Um, but I really encourage people to go back and read these originals, of, especially things that have been made into movies and stuff multiple times, where you may only know the story from a movie, like The Da Vinci Code. There's a good example. Um, I've never read the book. The only thing I know is the movie. So I want to go back and read that. So I guess it's, a you know, they just inspired me because I had never read the original novels on these two in particular. And I thought, you know, as big a sci-fi fan as I used to be, and still am to some extent, I'm going to go back and read these books again and really get the feel for it and get it the way the author intended it instead of Hollywood's adaptation Mm -hmm. of it have to grant you that when I read 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, I'm going to see Kirk Douglas because he, that's so ingrained in me because that's the version of that movie I think of so often. But, you know, it's just really cool to go back. And the other thing that made me think about this, too, and inspired the movie that we chose last night to watch with the family was we watched The Hunt for Red October. You know, the old... Uh, Sean uh, Connery? Yeah, Tom Clancy's, based on Tom Clancy's novel the movie and it was really good. And my oldest really enjoyed it. She said, wow, this is really good movie. Of course, I suddenly realized on my HD TV, how bad that DVD transfer of that movie was. I need to try to find a better copy of it somewhere. You need to go Blu-ray. Well, it was pretty crappy copy. Um, I think it was just, it was an early transfer, Mm -hmm. you know, first DVDs or something like that, that I ever got. Um, and it was just a crappy transfer. So I just need to get a, you know, a better transfer of it or a remaster or something, I'm sure, or Blu-ray possibly even. So, but that's what it is. And I like to say, I encourage you to go over and listen to Sci-Fi Tech Talk, but I want to encourage you to read. I mean, we've talked several times about the books we've read. Mark's a reader. I'm getting back into reading. I come and go as, as, as much as on my reading, but please go back and read some of these classics of literature. They're, they're great. I yep. mean, it's it's good to experience it the way the author really intended instead of Hollywood's adaptation to something. Yeah, I agree with that. And look, some it, it is fair to say that some films improve on books, um, but that's in the in, in a real minority case. It, it doesn't happen very often where you can say the film is better than the book. Um, I, I've certainly come across the the book fills in all the gaps. So if, if you look at a a, a film. Uh, you know, the script writer who, you know, generally is very good at what they do, but they're restricted to put it into, a, you know, a 300-page book, for instance, they've got to put it into a two-hour timeline. Well, they've got to leave stuff out. 
Now, leaving stuff out, okay, it may just be superfluous to the story, but it may be essential to linking characters. And if the screenwriter doesn't understand the story as, as deeply as he or she believes that they do, then there can be important elements that are left out. Hence why you get things like extended editions and extended cuts and director's cut and, and stuff like that. Because it's obviously the studios want to make, okay, here's your budget, make a movie that goes for one hour, 50 minutes, boom. But the problem is there's a story that goes for two hours, not an extra 10 minutes. So that's when the director's cut comes in. And it's the same with the book. But the book, even if you get a professional uh, reader to actually read it via an audio book, that same book may take 10 to 12 hours to read. So you're missing out on a ton of content there that's generally really, really good. So yeah, I'd back Kevin up on that and say definitely go out there and, and, and if you love the movie, especially if you love a movie, get the book or get the book first, then watch the movie if you're interested. My only problem, you know, a lot of people say you should always read the book before you see a movie. My problem is the time that it takes. And I guess I'd rather spend two hours and it doesn't spoil the book for me if I do it in reverse. Some people say it spoils the book for them. But for me, if I spend the hour and 30 minutes to two hours watching the movie, it's kind of like an extended version of reading the book jacket, for lack of a better way of saying it. Yeah that I really want to investigate this and read it further to experience it, you know, in, in true fashion. I'm, I'm a little different in that fashion. Stop, quit, don't say anything. But I am a little different at times. So that's one of those, just like I love winter and don't like summer. You know, whole different story. I know I'm an odd man out when it comes to that for the most part. So, because I can feel winter starting to slip away from me already. And it's disappointing because we've barely got a month of winter left. Don't worry, summer's slipping away from me, and I'm getting disappointed because then I'm going to start freezing me butt off. Well, with your hands on your butt all the time, I don't think that's going to be a problem. Perhaps not. Yeah, well, perhaps. But then me groin will get cold. Oh, dear God, he had to go there, didn't he, folks? <laughs> See, one, one hand on each butt cheek, and then I needed another hand to go on the groin. Works for me. Yeah. See, it's like the red hot chili peppers. You just got to put a sock on it. Uh, or you can just put the red hot chili peppers on your groin. Ooh. I don't know about that. I, I think I'd have, I think I'd have some more PP problems then, Kevin. Uh, or you or you could always have that problem that we used to do to kids when I went to camp years and years ago. We the new kid at camp, we put their hand in the in the pan of warm water. <laughs> you know what? Maybe that's what Gretel did, and then she, she secretly hid the water and then secretly went back to sleep to make me realise, oh, uh, she's not we that mean, to, though. I am, but she's not. We used to do stuff like that to people all the time. We had this one kid that always slept with his boots on. I mean, he <laughs> but he always slept with his boots on. I don't. We never figured out why. So we we unlaced his boots completely, all except for the last two eyelets, and then tied them to the bedposts. We hollered, get up, get up. He jumped up out of bed and flam right on the concrete floor. He went. <laughs> oh, so cruel. But it's amazing and, what you do. You know, the, you know what kind of camp it was that I was at? Church camp. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, hey, you'd, you'd, well, unless you didn't go to band camp, because then you'd be playing with flutes. No, no, I didn't go to, my <laughs> friends, that one alone. My friends that were in Boy Scouts back then used to rag on me, oh, come on, go to Boy Scout camp. We do all kinds of fun things, you know, we, we do this, we go camping, we go hiking, do this. I said, nah, I'm going to go to church camp. Well, we do get it. I said, we have girls. And they went, oh. <laughs> Bingo. That's all I had saying to go. Oh, <laughs> it was like, oh, you have girls. <laughs> so yeah, it was. I always, I always enjoy. It. it was a nice week to go. We had it was way up in the mountains. It was a blast, except for going swimming in that mountain stream. Oh shit, that was cold. That first time I jumped off that rock into that water, man, I think I had to sit down and pee for two weeks after that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, funny. Oh, it was really cold. So, um, there was something else that you wanted to talk about. What was the other thing? No, no, I got time going too fast, RSI. Uh, you got brainwave. Yes. We were going to talk, but we'll have to, we'll put it off till next week. Now, my Creo build. Oh, uh, that, actually, that was the teaser topic, wasn't it? That's yes, it now was. I remember. Yes. Oh, but well. we've been we've been going for so long now that people want to get back to their normal lives. People that listen to us have normal lives. For them. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, each to their own, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, what can we say? That's they, the way it goes. They're crazy <laughs> to listen to us. That's what we can say. But we love all six of our listeners. We have six? I thought I lost like five of them. Well, there's the two of us. I don't listen the, back to us, though. I, well, you know, it's not like the show I listen to when I go to sleep, because when I listen, that's why it puts me to sleep. Uh-huh. We're never going to find out what that show is. <laughs> this is the biggest mystery known to man, is what show puts Kevin to sleep. Gaz, at least owned up to what show puts him to sleep and Kevin, Kevin just won't do it. Wuss, wuss, wuss. No, it's what... Okay, listeners, here we go, because he keeps muting himself. This is what you're going to do. You're going to get on Twitter and you're going to tweet Kevin's uh, Twitter name, which I can never remember because it's got too many underscores in it. You're going to tweet his Twitter name out and you're going to say that he's a wuss because he won't admit publicly which podcast puts him to sleep. I completely admitted publicly to listening. See, he mutes again. So, okay. That your homework, listeners, is to make sure that Kevin does the right thing and divulges by the next episode what show puts him to sleep. It never happened. It has to happen. No, it doesn't. For one very important reason. It drives you so far around the twist that I won't tell you which one it is. <laughs> That'd be right. He just he loves to know that he fires me up. Oh. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Now, now quickly, before we do go, because I know that the listeners are, are going, oh, God, guys, close it out. You're boring the shit out of me. Well, we're sorry, but go and listen to someone else's show. Uh, anyway, now that I've got that out of me, 
listen to the side of the show that has me on it and you'll enjoy it much more. Anyway, go ahead. Actually, maybe I should do that. Kevin's side of the conversation, Mark's side of the conversation, split them as two different podcasts. Yeah, that would be interesting is watching uh, a car rust. Yeah. Couldn't be any worse than them listening to the show the way we put it out now. That's true. That's mm. very true. Now, now quickly, what's this new reality show that you started watching when you got bored? Oh, I got bored. I'd been through all my Big Bang episodes recently, so I didn't want to listen to that. Been watch had watched all the Iron Man, all the other movies that I'd gotten for Christmas, Star Trek movies, and all that. So I was scanning around the uh, Xfinity Comcast thing for what you can watch on demand, and I'd caught up on the uh, Blacklist, which is a great show I haven't mentioned in a while that. Uh, I encourage listeners to go watch. Uh, I came across this reality show called Rodeo Girls. Oh my God, is somebody getting pathetic to have a show? But I watched three episodes. <laughs> they, these Rodeo Girls must be pretty good. Well, it's just, it's just bizarre. I mean, it's not bizarre in the same way Honey Boo Boo's bizarre. Yeah, to it's bring just, that one up. Yes, well... It's not bizarre in that way. It's just weird that, I mean, these these girls are, are women. Some of them are grown women. One of them's a the former wife of Jean Claude Van Damme, and she's uh, she's actually producing the show. After I did a little reading about it, um, you know, she's got kids, you know, from the ages of I think twelve to twenty two, and she takes off for two or three weeks at a time. You know, has and goes do the goes to do rodeos and stuff like that, and these other two young girls that are just trying to get on the circuit, and other ones that have been on the circuit for a while, and all this stuff. It's like now, is this rodeo with porn or is this rodeo with animals? Because I'm getting confused here. I'm just I'm still stuck on the topic rodeo girls, and I'm thinking, hello, ladies. No, it's rodeos with animals. Ah, well then it's pointless. Ladies are all uh, barrel racers. Do you know what barrel racing is? Not really. No. I'm like the ones that um, sort of put up the red flag and then run behind the barrels so they don't get hit. No, that's, that's rodeo clowns, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how am I supposed to know? No, the uh, barrel racing, they have a regular arena dirt arena, like where they do the bronc busting and the bull riding and stuff, but they have barrels that they sit out and they try to, they have a course that they have to follow right around these barrels in a particular order and try to do it in the least amount of time. And then, you know, they can win money. Like they could win a thousand dollars. They could win $5,000 or something like that at a rodeo. Oh, and they do it on, on the back of a bull. No, on a horse, horseback. Oh, well, that's not a skill. That's just like, you know, playing polo. No, you watch these women or watch... I've seen guys do it, too. But you watch them ride. Oh, my God, the way they cut tight on those barrels. I mean, it looks like you could barely slide a, a, a human hair in between them and the barrel. Of course, sometimes they knock them over and stuff like that. But this new reality show, I'm like, wow, we're really going downhill in this country. I mean, I know what you say about Honey Boo Boo. I get that. All jokes aside, I still watch it occasionally. But it's you know it's it's like the the wreck on the side of the road. You got to stop and look. But um, this show is like I, I you know I, I after I got done watching three episodes of it, I went, 
oh, I really just wasted three hours of my life. I'm not going to get it back. And that's how it ties into we were talking about how quickly time flies. I'm thinking, I just pissed away three hours of my life watching women ride horses around barrels and listening to their stories and their trials and tribulations. And I'm going, you know, Kevin, if if it was me, I would have wasted three hours watching porn. I don't understand porn, so I can't watch it. You don't have to understand that it gets you off. Yeah, well, that's a whole new road of kettle of fish we're not going to open up for the listeners. But but at least then you wouldn't have wasted time. Oh, dear Lord. (laughs) All right, now I'm flummoxed for the first time in a long time. I'm flummoxed. I don't know. Yes, I got him. He pisses his pants or pisses his bed, and then he talks about watching porn. Do we have a theme here, listeners? Mark is somewhat self-involved. I think we have a theme here. Hey, every guy does it. I just don't ignore it. Didn't say I ignore it. I'm just, wow, I didn't expect <laughs> it on the show. All I'm saying is, if I had three hours up me sleeve, I'd prefer to watch porn than I would to watch women on riding horses. Yeah, well... I guess that's the difference 15 years will make in our ages. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. And on that note, we better let Kevin get back to his uh, life before he considers this to be an even you know, bigger waste of time. Kevin, wake up, you old fella. Uh, anyway, you've been listening to Geekier Show over 138. We've had an absolute ball and been absolutely chaotic, and uh, I've, I've told you some of my trade secrets on this show, so you can be positively grossed out and uh hopefully you are because that was my intention that's wonderful so now that we're down to one listener again uh if you want to find out i want to get down to zero listeners i don't i want to get up to zero anyway (laughs) but how can we have negative listeners um i'm not sure but don't question my math skills anyway (laughs) i just did so because we'll get we'll get into talking about orders of operations in math. Okay, my head's hurting already. Kevin, where can the listeners find out more about you and and listeners, the ones that are listening? Make him tell you what show it is that he will that he goes to sleep by. Every night I go to sleep to this show too. Uh, but anyway, if you want to find out more about me, you can go over to twitter.com forward slash big underscore in underscore va. Or go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. Hey, Kevin, is it the MyMac show? Because, you know, that, that'd that be fair saying Gaz falls asleep to me. Not going to say. He's not saying. Anyway, for more about me, simply head across to uh, markgreentree.com. Well, I hope you've enjoyed the wackiness of this episode. This is possibly one of the most left of the center episodes we've ever done. I have no idea what the theme is, but we had fun. This is true. And if you can have more fun, also remember, between now and next week, to be sure and hug a geek. Here we go! 
curious about Nintendo? Well, check out the Nintendo Club podcast. This podcast is done twice a week. We dive into all things Nintendo. We dive into retro. We dive into current games, what we're playing, what cool Nintendo news is going on. Check it out here at the Spotlight Network, the Nintendo Club podcast. We broadcast this live out every Sunday evening starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Check out the NintendoClubPodcast.com website for more information.